Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fine friends. Welcome to the ninth episode of Season 7 of the Tom Petty Project Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. This is the weekly podcast that digs into the entire Tom Petty catalogue song by song, album by album, and includes conversations with musicians, fans, and people connected with Tom along the way. So first off, um, as usual now, uh, a few social media shout-outs. Firstly, Lisa Kelly Pennington, who likes to try to guess what my ratings are going to be and keeps me up to date on Instagram. So she's currently two for four on Let Me Up I've Had Enough, which is her weakest hit rate so far for an album. I do love, though, that she gets into the weeds about where we differed, and I always look forward to seeing how many she guesses right. Um, Mark Lindsay on Facebook said, Your comments match mine even before I heard the podcast. The opening spike-like vocals, Southern Accents theme, etc., also reminded me of the compliments I always hear from other professional guitarists about Mike C. He always does the least with the most impact. He could kill a huge solo if he chose to do so, but always does a tasteful solo that is simply perfection. Same with Ben Mont and his additions on the keys. Couldn't agree more. Um, and I've commented on that so many times that it's probably getting a bit boring, but it's, it's going to be a recurring theme through to the end of this show, I'm sure. Um, JP Kaufman and my pal Pete Nestor from the Honest and Unmerciful podcast also made similar comments about it being a bridge between Southern Accents and Full Moon Fever. So if other people hear this, you know, this through line, it makes me think that maybe I'm not reading too much into some of these things. And Pete called A Self-Made Man a perfect little jammy album track and the perfect link between Southern Accents and Full Moon Fever. This song is every bit as good as most anything on side two of Full Moon Fever and without the stuffy Jeff Lynne production. So when I get to Full Moon Fever, I think that might have to be the season where I have Pete on the podcast as a guest to explain himself. Stuffy indeed. Today's episode covers the fourth track from the second side of Let Me Up, I've Had Enough, Ain't Love Strange. And if you're new to the podcast, I don't actually play the song in the episode itself to stay on the right side of copyright law and to be respectful to Tom's music and legacy. So if you go check out the episode notes, there's a link to the Tom Petty official YouTube channel where I've left a link to the song so you can go listen to it, come back and we'll dive in. The song was written on electric piano, and Tom tells Paul Zolo in Conversations with Tom Petty that that was all in that rocky romance period I was in. It was like a where did I wake up today period, one of those times in life. Ain't Love Strange is another track from side two of Let Me Pad Enough that was never played live. And out of all the songs that were never heard from this side of the LP, I think this one is possibly the most surprising. As you could easily see, listen to her heart going straight into this one. You know, there'd be a good twofer. Uh, and in fact, I've always felt that this one could fit thematically on You're Gonna Get It. Though again, you could also almost hear this on Full Moon Fever with that, you know, the big jangle that it has going on. This one starts on the four count with a single snare hit. And as I've dug into this record in far more depth than I ever have before, I think I've figured out part of the production issue that I have with it. You know, being a big old drum nerd, I think it's the inconsistent tone and mixing of the kit. On this one, Stan's snare sounds epic, like it did on Damn the Torpedoes, Hard Promises and Long After Dark. But it definitely doesn't sound this crisp on the other tracks on this record, or it's inconsistent. There's a decent amount of reverb on that snare, and it gives it a booming snap that really kicks this song off. So, it's time for a confession, straight away. After listening to the intro to this song at least two dozen times, I'm still not quite sure what instrument that repetitive G note is being played on. It sounds like a guitar with the treble jack way up and the bass way down sometimes, and then other times I think it's definitely a synth or an electric piano or something. Either way, it's that note which really pins this song in the same way that Keep a Little Soul is grounded by a similar single note. 
With that drum pattern thudding along and this repetitive note, we also get some deep bass piano notes mixed, you know, really, really low, playing that G, F, C downward progression. We then hear a great acoustic guitar trill followed by a really nice electric lick. And it's a tight opening eight bars, which has multiple layers of guitar. And this could explain maybe why it wasn't played live. Uh, but, you know, once Scott Thurston was added to the lineup, they definitely could have given this one a go. And someday I'm a little bit surprised that it never saw the light of day. Once the first verse kicks in, so does Howie Epstein's rumbly bass. That repeated note then becomes Benmont playing a repeated G chord on every beat. Tom comes in with a simple melody through a rapid fire verse. And it, in that way, it kind of reminds me a little of I Need to Know. There's very little preamble, and the song careers through the verses and choruses very quickly. 45 seconds into the song, we've already added the intro, a verse, and a chorus. And the chorus is again a very simple repeated refrain, Ain't Love Strange, through the first, second, and fourth bars, and boy, talk about changes on the third. So a, a very, very simple, catchy, you know, hooky type of chorus. This B section also has a beautiful piano tone running through it, as Benmont lays down a very percussive rhythmic chord pattern playing that G chord for all he's worth and letting the bass line move down that G, F, C pattern underneath. And incidentally, most chord charts I've seen online state that this song is in G, but it's definitely in C. It just starts and sits mainly on the fifth rather than the root. But it always resolves back down to that root C, and it also doesn't have a D or an A anywhere near it, so it's not in G. And again, it does have an A minor and an F, so look, I'm calling Huey on the online chord charts. Huey, I say! The chorus features some gloriously layered vocals, and if I had to guess, I'd bet that both Tom and Howie are singing both the lead melody and the harmony part, and then those are being blended together with Tom's lead being brought forward in the mix, so obviously he's taking the lead. Um, the end of the chorus hangs on that F chord with Mike Campbell playing a really cool suspended lick to lead us back into verse two. The second verse is where we get the fantastic lines, because it can make you string barbed wire around your little piece of ground for emotional protection. Oh, but it's too late now. I'm sure we've all had those moments in relationships where we felt it necessary to build emotional barriers to feel like we're safe, even if we love the other person. But after the first beautiful lyrical three lines, it's that last line that packs the punch, but it's too late now. Oftentimes, we put up barriers as a response to already having been hurt, and as the line says, by that time, the damage is done, and it's too late to protect yourself. In the second verse, we also get a little build from the first, as the lines, around your little piece of ground, and, but it's too late now, are harmonised by Howie. Other than that, it's melodically the same as the first verse, and the guitars aren't adding in anything extra and really letting the vocal carry the day in this one. We head into the second chorus, which repeats with no real variation. Um, coming out of this second chorus, though, and heading into the bridge, Stan Lynch really pounds the kick drum rather than filling across the toms or on the snare. Okay, folks, it's time for some petty trivia. Your question from last week was this. In which Travelling Wilbury song, on which Tom sings lead vocal, does he talk about DX7s and old athletic shoes? Was it A, You Took My Breath Away, B, Cool Dry Place, C, Last Night, or D, Margarita? The answer is, of course, Cool Dry Place. And the DX7 refers to the 61-note Yamaha DX7 keyboard which was the first usually popular synthesizer to become a cornerstone of so many songs in the 80s and 90s. Not just used by trendy pop bands of the day, the DX7 found its way into the hands of artists like Chicago, Phil Collins, and Brian Eno. The DX7 was later supplanted in the market by the Korg M1, but remains a favourite instrument of synth collectors and enthusiasts and retro musicians to this day. Though nowadays, all the sounds are available through computer patches, which can be triggered by any old synth you have laying around, really. So your question for this week is this. 
in the same song, School Dry Place, which instrument does Tom not sing about having? Is it A, harmonicas, B, trombones, C, trumpets, or D, mandolins? Okay, back to the song. The bridge in this one changes to the minor key, alternating between A minor and E minor, with F added in as the third chord at the end. And the cadence of the vocal really changes here too, with Tom punching out the syllables in a much more staccato delivery, and landing his emphasis away from the one in places, and you know, sort of playing with the bars in which he sings. In the first four bars, he sings lines during the first and second, and in the second four bars, he sings on the first, second, and third. So, you know, just a little bit of variety there, a little bit of change up so you don't get sort of settled into one completely consistent um, format. And the bridge then has that trademark Heartbreakers additional hanging two bars. So this middle eight, or ten as it ends up being, also features some really tasty bass work from Howie as he moves around the octave quite actively. But it's a pretty standard, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good little middle eight, good bridge section, nothing wrong with it, but it's fairly safe, it's fairly, you know, fairly staid. That's pretty good. Uh, the third verse, uh, as we move back into it, has a little more space in it, with the guitars dialed back a little, and because of this, you can also hear the shakers a little more clearly, uh, that added percussion. And this verse also has that repetitive G note from the intro, rather than Benmont's piano. And in the push into the final chorus, Tom drops his vocal down the scale rather than pushing up into it. The first, second, and fourth lines are also harmonised here, so again, there's a good change-up happening, though it doesn't necessarily sound like they're doing too much different. Just one of those cool little songwriting and arrangement tricks that can give a very simple track a little bit of movement. The last chorus brings us back to familiar territory with Benmont's piano being the lead instrument and adding more, you know, fills and licks in the higher register. The chorus is repeated and as another slight rope-a-dope moment, you don't get the expected fill between the first and second choruses from Stan, nor any lead face-melting guitar from Mike Campbell. The guitars are left deep back in the pocket and Benmont's piano is allowed to ring through and take us into the outro. We do finally get a big Torpedoes-esque fill from Stan just at the end of the fade-out as the song drifts off into the sunset. Even though the song is melodically so bright and breezy, it obviously tackles the issue of love and heartache and pain, and the refrain, Ain't Love Strange, is almost a wry, man, what are you going to do, type sentiment that is, as always, perfectly relatable. Okay, Pettyheads, that's it for this week. Ain't Love Strange is short, punchy, and has a really catchy, hummable chorus. I adore Benmont's piano tone in this one, and I think it's one of those really lean, enjoyable pop songs that doesn't ask a lot of you in the way of listening and doesn't overstay its welcome. It has a decent bridge, and you can tell that care and attention has been taken over the small changes in this arrangement to keep it moving along briskly. Um, I think that Howie's bass could definitely have popped more than it does, but it's a minor quibble, I suppose, um, because the drums do sound great. Uh, so, you know, this is a really nice, bouncy album track and one that I would never skip, but I wouldn't hold up as a shining example of Tom's songwriting either. So I'll give it a nice, safe, solid 6 out of 10. Please remember that you can continue to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine in many different ways, and I would urge you to do so if you have the means. There is a link to the Red Cross donation page in the episode notes. 
Um, the Tom Petty Project is a proud member of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Go check those guys out on Twitter at Deep Dive Pod. And I say guys because it, it mainly is guys. There is one girl though. We're we're expanding. We're getting you know we're calling it diversity. We're we're getting there. Um, I'm sure you've had something there that you like. Especially don't forget to check out um, Backtracks Aerosmith, Backtracks Theme Music, and and the podcast will rock. Uh, those are the three podcasts hosted by my good friend Corey Morissette, who is one of the best indie podcasters out there. Absolutely phenomenal guy and a great podcaster. And again, you can also check out my other podcast, Seaside Pod Review, a Queen podcast on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Or you can check us out on Twitter at Queen Seaside. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for this podcast at The Tom Petty Project and on Twitter at Tom Petty Project. So go follow, like, subscribe as applicable. Uh, and again, please leave a review or a rating. Um, keep talking to me on social media. I'm enjoying reading some of these tweets and Facebook comments out. I think that's, you know, it's a good way to sort of, I don't know, recognize that people are leaving me wonderful comments and, and really sort of engaging with the podcast. And I, again, I just appreciate that so much. Uh, the Tom Petty Project is not affiliated with the Tom Petty Estate in any way. And when you're looking for Tom's music, please visit the official YouTube channel or official streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime. And those, all, you know, you know all the places where you get your music. Don't forget to check out the Tom Petty Nation and Tom Petty Fans Forever groups on Facebook if you are not already a member. They're wonderful fan communities and, you know, you might find me kicking around in there from time to time. Until we meet again next week, keep listening to and sharing Tom's music. Try to be kind. Try to say I love you to someone at least once a day. Stay safe and healthy and I'll be back with you next week for a very special episode marking a pretty big anniversary for this podcast. Bye-bye.